your girl George Jets aka the preaker and mm-hmm. I know that I say all the time I'm excited because I always am excited because it's such an opportunity to sit down to be able to chit chat y'all know that I love to talk so it is always a pleasure an honor for people to come and sit down and chit chat with me on this platform I'm super excited today in the building I have none other than Terrell Humphrey who goes as rail the worshiper and so after we get into this word of prayer the next voice you will hear Terrell listen I let my guests introduce themselves say whatever they want to say about themselves because who knows you better than you okay and God himself okay. and so okay. I let you introduce yourself whatever you want to share but let me get into this word of prayer first because i always start with prayer because we know prayer changes things and so let's get into this word of prayer the next voice you will hear is terrell aka rail the worshiper so dear heavenly father lord we just come right now father god first and foremost god just thanking you father god truly thanking you for this day lord i thank you for this opportunity father god to come again father god i do not take it lightly father god that people give of their time give of themselves father god give of their life lord god lord so that it can help someone else father god lord i truly need you to come in father god and lead and guide father god in this episode today father god lord i only heard one word father god so lord i need you father god to give me the questions father god to move this interview along father god so that it will be for the betterment father god of someone who is listening someone who needs to hear this word lord god lord i ask that you touch real father god everything that he puts his hands to lord god lord may you bless it father god may you uh increase his territory father god you know what is before him father god so lord i ask that you give him everything that he needs father god spiritually financially father god mentally father god physically lord god so that he can get to his next lord we just myself my name is Terrell humphrey i am 22 years old um i also go by aka real the worshiper um i'm originated out from the dmv so basically you can call it all over um just a young young guy uh i'm a best you know just love to worship god with all my heart um but um, truly love seeing souls saved and people delivered and people set free. And um, I just express mine through and through the gift of song and singing and songwriting. Um, I just love to be used by God and, and being a vessel. So, you know, it's your boy Roller Worshiper, and I'm so glad to be on, be on this show. Amen. Amen. So <clears throat> 
I told Terrell as I was um, preparing, typically what I do, you know, like I always say, I let God lead me on where he's going to take me with the interview, the questions, like everything. And I tell (laughs) y'all, I only heard one word and I have been for the past couple of days trying to figure out, okay, the questions, what am I going to ask? Where am I going? And I literally had nothing except for this one word. And so we are definitely going to let God just have his way um, with this interview and just see where it goes. So let me tell you the word that I heard when I was, because I was going through your feed and just looking at you worshiping and looking at what you've been um, doing. Terrell and I met actually through... um, an event that we were a part of with minister, my girl Shaq um, Ano, and we did a fire Friday night and rail was the worship leader and such amazing things happened that night. Um, He came in and definitely ushered in the spirit through his music, through his ministry. And as I was going through and just looking at your stuff and seeing what has transpired just from when I met you at Fire Friday, the word that I heard was noun, N-O-W. And it just stuck like it. That is what he gave me. Like God just gave me the word now. And as I was looking through, and even when we had our last conversation, you were kind of telling me what you were doing and what's been going on in your life. Um, that's what I heard, like now. Mm-hmm. And so... When you and I just I looked up that word to see what does now mean because um, I'm a lover of words, of course, as being an author and a speaker. And it says at the present time or moment. And so, what does that mean to you? Like when you hear the word now, like what does that mean? However you want to go, whatever I mean, because it's such a powerful word too. Um, so. Whatever comes to your mind, that's what I want to hear. Okay. Um, I think the first thing I think about um, when I hear the word now is suddenly, or you can say (laughs) expeditiously, you know. Um, Now is just such a a bold word, and it it doesn't, it's not a, a past tense. It's not a future tense. It's more so at this present moment whatever it means, whether it's a situation, circumstance, or whether you got to be somewhere. When someone says now, you know, that means at this moment. So um, by you getting that word, I just received that, you know, that whatever God is doing, I don't, I, I just believe that he's doing it now. I might not be able to see it and I might not be able to, you know, feel when he's working, but I know that God is working behind the scenes and he's doing it right now. And then it's, you know, you ever heard the old saying that uh, I would say, like my grandparents would say, he's an on-time God. Or they'll say stuff like, he might not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. But yes. that saying um, is just basically saying that our time and God's time are different. You know, we may believe that, you know, things may happen in the future, but we serve a God that is the author of time and time is wrapped up in his hands. So if he wants to do something now, oh, best believe he's working it out at this moment. So that's what now means to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> come on, God. I don't know where you wanted me to go with this, but like I said, as I was just looking through and and looking at how you are evolving as um, a young man, as a musician, um, just in your place, and so just tell you know the audience a little bit about what has happened, what's going on, like what opportunities you have um, been experiencing, you know, you have a big move coming on. And so there's been some transitions that are going on in your life, like now. And so, I mean, that's another way that we can look at this word because, and I just thought about, you know, when you were talking and you said the word suddenly, I just thought about when, you know, when Paul was in prison and it was like, you know, the gates just open now, like suddenly, you know, and we do serve a suddenly God. And so we always have to be ready for the now right as well. And so, and we can talk about that too, but let me backtrack a little bit and just tell them like what's going on right now um, with you and your music and, and all of that. You're muted. Sorry. I was saying that God just continues to just blow my mind over and over and over. Um, just where I come from, you would expect, you know, certain things to happen to, I would say, kids like my culture, you know, um, or young guys in my age group, especially, you know, African-American males. You know, we don't get really many opportunities to go and soar and be great because we're bound by our surroundings or our environment. And um, sometimes it's, you know, it's what we know, but God has graced me enough to see um, his heart and see what he's trying to do. Um, so I would just say about two years ago, um, I ended up, um, our, this is when COVID first started happening. Our landlord ended up selling our home without us knowing. Um, because there was like a, a money crisis, a financial issue. I mean, everybody experienced when COVID first started happening, how it was tearing down communities. Uh, people were losing their homes, apartments. People were getting evicted back and forth. You know, it was just like, what is going on? And we were one of those people that were impacted, our family. Um, so we ended up getting a letter in the mail saying that we had 30 days to leave within the 30 days. So it wasn't even a whole complete 30 days. Wow. So I get a letter mail, and mind you, I had we have ne I have nieces, I have siblings, and my mom, and it was just like, okay, what is going on? You know, right? I, this cannot be happening. Wow. Um, this can't be real. So I was, you know, in a situation where I didn't know what to cry, right? You know, I'm like, what do I do? This hurts, but um, God ended up getting my mother. Um, in a dream to move to Fredericksburg, Virginia. And knowing me, you know, I'm like, you know, my music career is starting to like kick off, it's getting somewhere, you know, I'm, I'm becoming the worst leader that I desired to be at the, in that season. And I was just like, like um, this cannot be happening. And I'm like, God, you want me to go somewhere where I don't know nobody? You want me to go somewhere where, who knows, Fredericksburg, Virginia sounds like the pure country to me. So I'm like, Ain't nothing out there. I don't think I'm going with that. But in that, with 
me complaining in my mind, my heart still said yes. For some reason, I couldn't say no. You know, I, I more so I had the, the choice to just, you know, stay, you know, get on my own and things like that. But there was a yes in my spirit just to go where God was telling me to go. So I ended up going. Luckily, we have family members that live out here and um, we go and we stay at their house. We didn't have a place at all. We were still, you know, homeless and things like that. So we were staying there. And I thank God for my family for opening their doors um, to us. But we were staying there. And I would say the first night I stayed there, I had such a profound dream. And in the dream, um, I was singing on this huge stage, just just worship, just leading worship. And it was a multicultural church, but it was predominantly white. It was very predominantly white. And I remember two about two years before COVID ever started, I was leading worship at this church. And this pastor had called me out. And he told me to come back to the front. And he said to me, he said, God wants you to know. Your audience is predominantly white. He said, they're not, they're not going to be the culture that you expect them to be. He said, the reason why they're going to, and this was a black church, like fully black people. He wow. In front of everybody. Wow. He said, I want your audience is predominantly white. He said, the only reason why that's the case is because they understand your worship. He said, you go to black churches and they wouldn't really understand the form of worship that you have. So he said that God has a specific culture and generation for me that is going to receive the type of worship leader that I am. So mind you, me personally, I'm like, I'm confused. Two years, this two years prior to COVID, I'm confused. I'm like, that doesn't make sense because I'm like, I live in the hood. How in the heck I'm going to get somewhere that my audience is predominantly, you know, not predominantly, <laughs> but they are predominantly different cultures. So that's my mind. I'm going through my mind. I'm like, all right, God. Is this guy telling, I'm thinking, I'm looking up, like, is this guy telling the truth? Like, what's going on here? Because my surroundings, you know, <laughs> we live, we from the hood. So I'm like, this don't make no sense. <laughs> so <laughs> two years later, this is COVID and things like that. I ended, I ended up having a dream. So I'm, I'm coming back to the present time. I ended up having that dream. And the next morning I woke up and I ended up looking up multicultural churches in Virginia. And I seen thousands of churches, thousands, thousands, thousands. And I seen like Baptists. I was like, been there, done that. I seen Methodists. I'm like, ah, that don't fit, you know, fit my type of style. I didn't seen like Pentecostal, Apostolic, this, that, the third. And then I seen one non-denominational church called LifePoint. And um, I was there and I, I looked at the pictures and I was like, uh, that's a lot of people. You know, I don't know if I'm, you know ready to go visit a church that size. I'm like, I come from, you know, a storefront church. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to do that. But God told me to go. He told me to visit on a Sunday. So I went to visit. And on the first Sunday, somebody ran up to me and they said to me, they said, you look like somebody that's going to be great. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right now. <laughs> He said he it was this it was that's my role dog now. He's his name Aaron Juggins. He he ran up to me and he said, You just look like you're supposed to be somebody great. And I was like, Okay, cool. I received that. So I ended up going into church and everybody was looking at me and they were asking me questions. And they were like, You just like there was this like your aura is just like standing out. Who are you? 
you know, they just wanted to know, who are you? What do you do? And I was like, I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a worship leader. And I just, um, I, you know, I was trying to stay humble. I'm like, I go by, you know, roll the worshiper. I'm a, I'm an artist and things like that. And they were like, whoa, okay. And uh, I ended up, you know, they ended up connecting me to the whole worship team. I was meeting so many people and God was just connecting me. And immediately I say that here's, here's the word now. That was my season. When I first got there, God began to move now, you know. And when I tell you, it was more so like I didn't have a chance to get myself together. I had to propel immediately and go where he wanted me to go. You know, it wasn't no take your time. Because sometimes, I think sometimes as believers, we think that we have not as in time as the world is coming to an end or Jesus is coming back. But we have time to get to our destiny, you know. Or get to the purpose that God has for us. Sometimes we we kind of get that a little twisted, you know. We feel like it can happen years, Lord, years later on, and things like that. But when God is trying to do something, and He has a specific vessel that He's trying to use for a certain season, you have to be prepared to propel and go with when God tells you to go. So that was me personally. I didn't have a chance to get myself together. Just be be. I think they say, be ever so ready. So. I was just in a posture where I was like, all right, God, I'm going to go. I'm going to do what you say do. And when I tell you, like, just the opportunities and doors just start, like, opening the growth and development inside of me, I've learned to be so, like, versatile to this community, to this culture, to I know how to, I wouldn't say turn it off and on, but I know an audience, and I know how to deliver to a certain audience. Now, like, God is just like grown me to a capacity that I thought I could never be. I've been stretched in all type of areas that I didn't even think I was able to be stretched. So I would just say like, like I've been at the church now for almost uh, two and a half years, but those two and a half years, God has done so much that I have never thought he like not never thought he would he would be able to do but that he would give me the capability to do it you know so that was it was so mind-blowing even in that you know god um i'm working on a new song now it's called speak life so i'm working with this guy uh his name is rob and he produces you know all types of artists he he's from union church with stephen chandler and um I'm producing this song called Speak Life Now, and um, it, it, my prayer is it'll come out in the summer. So, hey, guys, look out for that. If you're listening to this, I'll be coming out with a new single soon. Um, so that is happening, and I'll be moving soon to Hampton, Virginia, or Virginia Beach, per se. And um, I got the opportunity to kind of to be a worship leader out there. They're launching another life one out there. So God has graced me with um, another assignment, new territory. Um, to just go out there and, you know, give life to a drought city. So I'm just so excited for that and so humbled and honored that God chose little old me to do something so big like that. You know, I always say little old me because I'm quick to say I'm a mess. You know, I'm quick to say that I'm a nobody because I am a nobody. I'm graced with a gift and a talent that he only gave me. So just little old me is you know going to be on new land and new territory so i'm excited about that and um just you know just god is just moving 
and he's still opening doors. I'm connecting with artists. I'm connecting with different ministries and connecting with kingdom. You know, it's all about kingdom and just building bridges in different areas and different cultures and just all about seeing souls saved, you know, just winning souls, just winning, winning, winning. And it's not looking like we used to think it's supposed to look, you know, but when I tell you it's so beautiful how God is how God is reaching people these days, you know, he's he's breaking culture. He's breaking religion. He's breaking it all. He's doing it now, as you would say. Now, but, now. <laughs> and that I mean, you know, as you were talking, I mean, I'm just writing down and, you know, it's just amazing. And I just love your story. And it's such for a time as now, you know, um, that people need to to hear because we get so stuck in our mindset, you know, and I just prayed about that this morning. Um, I hear, still hear some feedback. I'm sorry, guys, for the feedback. Um, but you said something about, you know, our destiny and we have no idea, you know, we, we sit here and plan and think that we're going to do this, this, and this, and look how it just changed for you. You know, you just walked in the building being obedient to what he told you to do. Yeah. And it changed the trajectory of everything that you thought that you were going to be doing and how you were going to be presenting it. And so just, I mean, I, I, I want to get, I want you to give people just like a couple of tips or whatever the first thing that comes to mind, because I wrote down tips to get to your destiny because we can plan and we can think and we can, you know, say what we're going to do. But just like you said, you know, that was my now then when I walked in that building, like I didn't, I had to take this opportunity because that was the destiny that God had laid out for you. So the fear and the anxiety and the worry, like where was all of that? Because see, as we're preparing and planning, those are the things that hold us back. But when we're pushed into it, it's like you have to be ready. So what would you say? Like, was that even uh, was that even on your mind? Like the fear or what is going on? Like, but you continue to to push forward. So how did you do that? If you could just give a couple tips on how you just continue to navigate through that. Okay. Um, I would say for one, hey, anybody that's listening, fear and anxiety is so real. Like and it just some people look at it as like it's a disorder or it's um, something that's negative. No, it's your genetic makeup of being a human being. Like no matter what's going to happen, no matter what the situation is, there's going to be times where you get anxiety. There's going to be times where fear just creeps on in, you know. But one of those things with me, um, I would say I was always it wasn't fear of doing it. It was the fear of knowing am I my worth, you know? So it wasn't more so like, you know, I know I can sing, I know I can lead worship and things like that, but it's more so like stepping into certain rooms where you thought you would never be is what scares me, you know? Not no more, but that was one of my things where I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm worth, you know, being in here with these people, these CEOs, the presidents of this and that and third, you know, I'm like, 
not me. I'm like, so that's where my anxiety and, and fear creeped in. Like when I see people in their gifts, I used to be so intimidated because I was just this little black boy, you know, stepping into rooms where you would think that huge people are qualified for, you know? And I'm like, oh, God is, he's really doing this thing, you know? But one of those, one of the things that I would say I would give you guys advice for is you ever heard the saying where people say, Jesus, take the wheel, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was one of my, 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 my tips that goes through my mind whenever I get an opportunity is I'm going to just let you do it. I, I don't know how to do it. I'm not sure where to start, but you go ahead and you take the wheel and I'll follow you, you know, like. Um, you be the lamp unto my feet. You know when things look dark, when I when it's blurry vision. You know it, when God gives us opportunities, we'll never see the picture clearly. Because if you see the picture clearly, you'll miss out on what He's trying to teach you. You know, or you'll miss out on how to hear His voice clearly. When things are blurry, you got to use your other sense, which is your hearing. You know, when things are blurry, that means God is trying to tell you something in this season. So one of the things for me is when anytime I get a huge opportunity, I begin to get blurry vision. Like I don't I don't know what's about to happen. But God is saying that now I need to heighten your senses of like hearing my voice. Now you got to be familiar with hearing my voice and hearing every single detail that I'm trying to tell you. Because when God is giving you an opportunity, it's very keen and very, very necessary for us to listen or we'll miss out on a step or we'll be delayed in a certain area. You know, so one of those things for number one is just, you know, take t Jesus, take the wheel. I'm following you. I'm following you. I'm following you. So anytime you get an opportunity, don't put it in your own hands. Don't put it in your own wheel. Don't put it in your own power to try to tackle this opportunity or tackle that business plan or tackle that vision and dream or tackle even writing that book that you've been, you know, having on the shelf. Don't put it on. Don't put it in your hands. It's not really your hands right now. You need to let God go before you and let him clear the pathway so you can walk on a clear and narrow path. You know, second thing is, listen, listen to the voice of God. You know, it, it's going to be very um, unclear. Um, it's definitely scary when you can't see, you know, you ever been in a dark. And I think that's why most people are scared of the dark. It's because you don't know what's in there. So you, your hands moving around, you like, I can't see, I can't see. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to fall. I don't know what's in here with me. So that's how sometimes big seasons or shifting seasons are always going to be. You're like, I can't see. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it feels like, you know, and that's what that fear and anxiety begins to kick in and stir up inside of you. But it's your job to let hearing God's voice let everything else submit to the voice of God. That means when you hear the when you hear the voice of God, fear has to submit, anxiety has to submit, your will has to submit. It's a lot. Everything that's not like God has to submit when it hears the voice of God. So, number 1, Jesus take the will. Number 2, <laughs> listen to his voice. And number 3, I would say um if he called you to it, walking in with confidence you know like one of the one of the things i've said 
you know, I used to struggle with was feeling qualified, you know, or feeling like I'm capable of doing something. But God doesn't want to use people that aren't going to be confident in the gift that he gave them. You know, you ever met somebody that has a specific gift, but they sit on it? Or. Oh, yes. Or or you'll see, you know, you know like um, I, for me personally, when I see singers. And it's those, it's those people that aren't using their gift to sing. So they'll be like, you'll look at a known person and then you'll hear them. I'm like. Why you ain't? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? The third, you know, you like what's going on? And what what is sad to say is, but it's 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 what I see. I'm not I'm not making this up. It's sad to say is you'll see a lot of people that have certain gifts miss out on specific opportunities that they that they were called to, or a specific season that they were called to because they're sitting on it. And one thing God will do, he will skip over you because you're sitting on something that he called for you to use. He don't give us gifts for us to hold them and cherish them to ourselves. No, our gifts are used to bless and to edify and to build the kingdom of God. And when we're not using those things, God is like, how selfish of you to sit on that. And I gave it for you to build my kingdom. I gave it, for, I gave it to you to give me glory. Why aren't you using what I gave you? So one of those things is, is that I'm a real firm believer of if you're called to it, you better walk in it with confidence because that's the only way how the power of God is going to real, really work in your life and through your life. Not arrogance, but confidence saying that, God, I don't know how to do this, but I'm a firm believer. And when I'm weak, you're strong. That's confidence right there. God, I don't know how to do this song, but I trust and believe that you'll give me the ability to do it. That's confidence right there. It's not saying I got it all together. I got this. I can do this. That's not confidence. That's arrogance. That's arrogance. If you're saying I, 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 you know? So, and then that goes for pastors. That goes for preachers. That goes for evangelists. That goes for um, uh, young guys that's playing in sports that's believers in God. That goes for women that's trying to do fashion or modeling or trying to be in basketball. Whatever gift, whether you're trying to be a chef, whether you have the gift to help and serve, whatever that gift or talent is, you got to walk in that thing with confidence because when you walk in it with confidence, I guarantee you, you'll see the hand of God just begin to expand your gift. You'll see the hand of God just begin to open up doors and rooms for you. The Bible said that your gifts will what? Make room for you. So if you aren't using your gifts, you thank you, God. You best believe you ain't getting no rooms or you not being no room is being made for you. you know? <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know? So Amen. that's that was that would be my three, three, three tips and advice. You know, Jesus take the will, uh, hear God, and walk in it with confidence. Yes, I, look, you say Jesus take the wheel. I tell him take the whole car because I, I mean, sometimes I need him to take everything. Because <laughs> I tell you, the car, I tell him take the wheel, the 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 the, 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 the wheels, everything. Because take, take it take, all, God. Yes, take it all because it. Yes, it's it, it does, and and I thank you for that. And I'm always praying, you know, for a keen ear to hear. I mean, because 
we have to be able to know. He says, my sheep will know my voice. And so in order to do that, you have to have a relationship with him as well. You know, that's just like when your mama call your name, you know that's your mama. Okay. And so <laughs> we have to have that relationship so that we can be able to hear from him. Like that is one of the most questions that I am asked by people who um, I come in contact. Like, how do you know it's God's voice? You know, Georgette, you always say, God, you hear from God. And how do you know? How do you know that that's God talking? And I said, because I know who he is and we have to know him for ourselves. I mean, it's great to, you know, to to have your your pastors and all that, but you have to spend time with him. You have to have a relationship with him, just like you know your mother's voice and just like children know their parents' voice. Like you, you, it's because we spend time with one another. And so it's the same thing. And so, but I thank you. Like, that's so awesome. And I love that, you know, um, and the confidence things because we have to be confident and we have his word. You know, I just, uh, the scripture, I read the book of Jeremiah, but just this week in Bible study, I was led back to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23 and 29, I think it is, where it says the scripture is fire. When I tell you, yeah, Jeremiah 23, 20, the scriptures all called a fire. That thing lit something in me because how can we not be confident? How can we not lean, trust, and depend on what he says when it says the word is fire? I mean, that thing ignited me to a whole nother level because why are we afraid? Why are we not confident? Why are we not stepping in the purpose that God has for us right now. If we call ourselves Christians and if we are living by this word and this fire, fire consumes. That means that wherever we walk, wherever we go, whatever room we walk in, that we are to be there because we have that word in us and we can consume anything that does not pertain to what he has for us in that moment, right then and there, because we're there. He opened that door. Nobody else did. He opened it. And so we need to walk in like we on fire. Uh, uh, exactly. uh, like we, <laughs> You belong in every room that he's going to continue to put you in. And so I mean, I know you know that now, but I want to confirm it even more for you that you belong in every room, every door that he opens, every path that he puts before you because his word is fire. And there is no way someone of your caliber who is praising and worshiping and leading a whole congregation. Because Life Point Church is not small, y'all. I hope y'all know that. If y'all don't know, I'm going to let y'all know right now. Because I, they're not small. And so you better know that that fire is in you. That word is in you. And you belong now in every room. Like he gave me that word for a reason. And me not even knowing the story that you shared about how you walked in that room and that was your now. And so I just love how God will 
send messages and how he will send confirmation through people. And, you know, I'm just hearing about this story, you know, through you for the first time. And so, like I said, I've only known rail just that one time that we came and it's just amazing how God will send confirmation on things. And so I, I mean, I'm just super excited for you. I'm super excited to to know you. I thank God that I had the opportunity to know you because, you know, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I can be up in there now. <laughs> oh, I knew him when. Oh, yes, I am. I sure will. I sure will. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's too funny. Hey. But speak on your new project. I was going to get to that. I did see uh, a little snippet of that as you were preparing. So tell us about your new project, Speak Life, that's coming up. And how did that come about? And the words like that's so fire, too. So just give us a little bit about that. Okay. So the song Speak Life, let me give you the history of the song. Um when I was 15 and 16 years old, I was admitted into a psychiatric ward for a year and a half. Um, it was one of the most darkest seasons of my life. Um, dealt with some trauma as a child with uh, sexual abuse and wow, um, just like mental abuse and things like that. So it was very, very heavy. And, you know, when you bottle things up, it erupts in time if you don't deal with it. So that was one of my seasons where I had to deal with the pain and the hurt. And you would say in the biblical days, that's what they call the wilderness. Um, so I was in that hospital for a year and a half. I didn't have no family out there, no friends. I didn't know anybody. It was just strangers. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't strangers because God was there with me every step of the way. And um, he performed so many miracles in there that I never thought that was possible. Um he, he used me to be a light to so many young young boys in there that were going to end their life, you know, because they didn't know if there was going to be anything else in there. They didn't know if there was going to be life after this. Some of them were, um, you know, stuck there. They couldn't leave. You know, it was what it was. And people, believe me, mental illness is real, but Jesus is too. So he's able to heal and set free and deliver and every, every disorder that doctors try to diagnose people with and every medication that, you know, doctors try to prescribe people on. I'm a firm believer in the power of God. And I know, I know without the shadow of a doubt, sometimes you might need it, but I'm, I'm a firm believer that God is able to heal and restore people's minds to the point where they're going to say, What's going on? Why are you not taking your medication no more? Why are you not doing this, that, the third? Oh, I can only tell you one thing, and that's Jesus did it, you know? So that was just like one of the most darkest yet beautiful seasons of my life. And what I'm saying is, is that in the midnight hour, God will wake me up in my sleep in that hospital. And he will give me melodies after melodies after melodies after melodies. It felt like God was raining music over me every single night. If you could picture like music notes, just like falling on somebody, that's how it felt for me every night in that hospital. And I would get up and I would read my word. I had a, I had a little old little raggedy Bible right beside me <laughs> in the hospital. And I, I scribbled through it. I, I would take notes, you know, that was, that was my, my protection right there. My peace, you know, 
Yeah. So I had that Bible in there, but and then I had a notebook. So I would anytime God would wake me up out of my sleep, I will always remember the time. It would be three a.m. I don't know what was significant to three a.m., but He would wake me up at three a.m. every single night, and I would um, I would just hear stuff. And I'm like, it'll be like I come like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just be like, okay, kind of like that. This little groove right there, or that sounds powerful, and then I just begin to write. He'll give me the words. I just begin to write it, write it, and it, it was so quickly how songs were just being written and completed. Like it didn't take me long to complete a song. It was just more so if I heard it, I write it down. He'll give me a chorus. He'll give me a scripture to refer it to, and I would just say this is one of the most profound nights. Mind you, one of my songs um, was called "Break Free." I wrote that when I got out of the hospital. So that's already out. So if you guys want to listen to something about being set free and healed and delivered, I got a song called Break Free out on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Play, you name it. I mean, Google Play, Amazon Music, you name it. So this specific song is called Speak Life. I would say one night I had the most, um, I would say, scariest yet beautiful dream ever. Um, I was in this like garden, you know, and I was walking through the garden and I kept walking, kept walking. And mind you, it was just silent. You know, it didn't, it didn't have any like noise or anything like that. I just was walking. And then I got to this specific plant. Um, the plant, it was beautiful on one side, but it was dead on the other. So like, it literally looked like a dead, like a, a fully Bloom, beautiful rose bush, and then on the other side, it looked like there was no life to it. Like the the plants were withered, and they were like falling off and things like that. And then in the dream, there was this like white mist that just came out the blue, and it just was like began to hover over the plant and just hover, and like it looked like it was just stirring, just stirring over the plant. And then there was this noise that came out. All of a sudden, and in that, that, the noise sounded like an inhale and exhale. It was like, <sighs> and I got chills in my dream because I'm like, what is this? You know, and it just sounded like breathing, breathing, and breathing. And in the breathing, I just saw that the, the, the leaves begin to like form back up and become, begin, begin to become green again. And like, like fully healthy, but I ended up waking up. You know those dreams that don't complete, but you just wake up out the blue. I'm like, oh, hold on, I want to, I want to get to the end of this movie. What, what what's, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I want to get to the end of this, but God woke me up immediately. So I was like, okay, it must be a revelation that He's trying to, trying to give me. And the first thing that came to my mind was a scripture that life and death was in the power of the tongue. And I was like, what a revelation. And I said, God, what are you trying to say? And I heard the spirit of God say, speak life. And then that's when I began to write immediately. I woke up and I was like, okay, God, you gave me the word, but I need I need something. And he began to give me a melody. And I was like, I speak life, I speak life. I speak life, I speak life. So that 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 melody just began to like 
just began to like sing over me and I just started writing and writing and writing. And then I just began to break out in prayer because I'm like, he's not talking. He's, he, he might want me to encourage somebody, but let me start with me first. What do I want to see God do? What dream that I thought was dead do I want to see God bring back to life? What vision that I put on the shelf that I thought would never live again do I want God to speak over? What relationship that I thought was dead and gone that I want God to mend and bring back together again? We serve a God that has the power. Whether I know speak life can sound so simple and so vague and so common, but it's so powerful. It has the power to break chains. It has the power to mend relationships. You tell your dream and you tell your vision to come back to life, and I guarantee you that it'll do it. So I began to speak it over myself. Like, God, I declare that this is not the end of me. I declare that I won't be stuck in this hospital that soon as I step foot, that I will walk that stage and graduate. I will begin to write music again. I will become the worship leader that you called me to be. I will travel the world and share the gospel. I just begin to declare that over my own self. Every like life, everything that I thought was dead, every relationship that I thought would never live again, I declared it over myself. So God, I will say I wrote that um, around 2016, 2017, and God just is now bringing it back to me like this is the now season i need um i need this song to be declared over the nations i need life to come back into people's hearts some people feel like there is nothing else but this and he's like no 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 no. i am the i am i am the life giver share to people what i'm capable of doing so in that how i how i begin to to really produce this song I want to say a few months ago, there was this guy that came up to me. Uh, he know who he is. I can't share his name because he told me don't share. It. But there was this guy that came up to me, and uh, he's one of my one of my great homies right now. Um, and he shared to me. He said every time I pray, he said I keep seeing you in my dream. He said he don't know what it is. He said every time I pray, God just continues to show me you, and I. It's convicting me because he said, I've never asked God, what is it that he's trying to say? And he said to me, he said, he called me one day and he told me he cried because he kept seeing me in his dream and he didn't know what it meant. But he said that God said that there is a song that is about to change the game. He said that there's a song that I have to get out soon that is going to change the game and change the trajectory. And I said, okay. Uh, I, I started crying immediately because I felt like that there was something I was supposed to be doing or I was supposed to be declaring over the nations. And um, I told God, I was like, I don't know what it is, though. What, what do you what do you what, what do you want me to do? And he was like, I need you to share to people that I am the life giver. And I'm not talking about dead as in physically. I'm talking about dead as in people think that there is nothing more to life. But I am the life giver. I am the I am the king of resurrection. You know, like he said, I need you to share that with people. So I told the guy, I said, I I cried and I told him, I said, thank you. I said, you don't understand. But that wasn't even the part that really got me. He said, I want to invest in that project. He said, he said, God, he said, God told me to invest in that. He said, because this is where it's about to begin for you. My God. 
so he came and he he, he gave me a, a he sowed a seed in my life and it blew my mind. I'm like, oh okay, that's you, God. <laughs> so he sowed seed in my life because he said he said I know music is not it's not cheap to do music. So he said I want to sow this seed in you. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I just want to give it to you and you do what you want to do with it. But I believe that there is something that God wants uh, for you to birth in this season. So he sold it to me and I, I immediately got to work. You know, Jesus. I was like, okay, I don't have time to wait. If, if this is the word that God has given me, I need to move accordingly to his will and to his plan. The now. now. <laughs> so immediately I started just moving. I started trying to find, I said, God, I need you to help me find the right producer. I just want somebody that is not going to take advantage of me. I know that I'm little old me. I could get took advantage of because I'm not used to doing stuff like this. You know, I'm not, I don't have a big label or anything like that. I'm starting on my own for what I have, you know? So I'm like, God, I need you to direct my path. I need you to show me how to do this. Whatever this looks like, I don't know what's going to come after me releasing this song. But I just want you to know that I'm ready for it, you know? Whether you're going to send me the right team, whether I might not have a team. You know, whatever it is, whatever this looks like, you telling me to do it, I'm believing that you're going to have your hand on it. Because I'm not going to do it if you don't have your hand on it. So I, I told God that, you know, sometimes we got to tell, we can tell God, we're like, I ain't doing it if you don't got your hand on it, you know. So if this is what you want from me, I'm going to walk in it, you know. So immediately I just began to walk in it and God began to just send people to help me, you know. People that don't, that they aren't asking for money. They're like, I'll help. I'll be a part because I believe in you. They like, I, I know what we know what we see. So anybody that knows what the hand of God is on something and they want to be a part of it and they're not asking for anything. They're not asking for money. They're not asking for credit. They're just like, we want to bless you. I'll be a part of that. I'll sing on that that track. I'll play. My God. And they're mm. like, oh, you, anytime I offer money, they're like, you don't got to pay me. They're like, no, we believe in you. We know what God doing in your life. We got you. So, and that's, that's just, it's just now it's been unfolding and I'm still working on the song and, um, there's just so much that God is doing in this season and, and I'm just so excited and uh, I'm just so grateful for it. So speak life will be coming out soon guys. That is so, um, I mean, I'm just sitting here like, you know, just thank you for that because so many believers need to hear that, you know, yeah. and it, it just, I, I don't know how to, um, to even express it is so like, that just gets me so fired up that we trust God so little for so much that he can do. Um, and even me sometimes, you know, and so thank you for that word because that spoke life into me and it's so, um, crazy because as you were speaking, I thought about, um, last year, <clears throat> uh, one of our good friends and minister Shaq, her best friend actually, and I knew her as well. She passed away and, um, it was devastating. And here, like, I had a, a flower, an orchid, um, that died right around the same time. All of the blooms fell off, 
but the leaves were still so green and I just couldn't come to throwing this plant away because I was like, I'm going to bring, I don't know how. And I love when I say I love orchids and I kill them every <laughs> every time I get an orchid, I kill it. But it was something special about this orchid. And I just had it right when my sister friend died. And all I said, I'm not throwing it away because the leaves were just too green. And I spoke to it. And I said, I'm going to bring you back to life. I don't know how. I even named it after her. I said, Vizina, I talk to her every day. I said, I'm going to bring you back to life. And in the midst of that, I moved. I sold my house. And I'm living with family right now while I'm getting another house. One day, Rail, maybe a couple months ago, we moved the file where we came. We just set it down on a table in the new house. And I went to water because the, there were some other plants. And I looked, and there was a little bud on the orchid. Mm. Now I have two full blooms, two orchids. I'm going to show you the picture when we get done. Every time I look at that orchid, I just cry because it's just a reminder, like you said, that what we think is dead, what we see with our own eyes, is not what God is doing. And if we just continue to speak life over everything and trust him with it, he'll bring it back. And so I, that was just like, when you were talking, I was sitting here like, that was the first thing I thought about was that, was that plant and how every day we have to speak life over what it is that God wants us to do and just, and use the tips that you gave us. Like God, you take it, <laughs> you know, ha be confident in it and just watch and see what happens because the God that we serve is nothing that he can't do. And he's so amazing. Exactly. But we stand in our own way all the time. All the time. All the time. Because look, you just said people are helping you, not even requiring any money. They just helping you. You know that's God. It's nobody but to produce a song. Yeah. Come on now. We we know that's money. Look at all the people who are new to the industry, who are taken advantage of, who lose everything, who, you know, are trusting people because, like you say, you don't know. Little old me. And I was laughing because I say that all the time. Like, God, you chose little old me from North Philadelphia to do all of these things. And he's like, mm hmm, yep, I sure did. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it, you know, because we have to, we have to do that. And yes, if he calls us, he will equip us. And so I love it. Well, I thank you. I just have, I, I want to know, I always ask everyone this question. What does prayer mean to you? Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it looked like you were still talking. It was lagging. Um, oh, no. I no. I always ask that. What does prayer mean to you? Or why is prayer important to you? Like, because... I know that's the that's my everything. So I like to hear from my guests. Why is prayer okay, so important I was, to you? I would say 
I would say prayer means to me, and this is just for believers and unbelievers, um, it's just communication with God, you know? It's just a simple conversation, um, no form, no fashion. Um, you can you can pray and walk. You can pray and be in the car. You can pray, you know, at the dinner table. It's no form of fashion. It's just talking to God and come, coming humbly before his throne, you know? Um, just having a simple conversation, whether it's thanking him for life, whether it's asking him for something, whether it's just giving him glory for who he just simply is. So um, that's what prayer is. But I would say, honestly, um, you know, people do say um, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power. As long as you can hear me. <laughs> Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. So you were talking, you said much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power, right? But Amen. I'm, I don't know. I'm the I'm the type of person I'll be I'm I'm a little challenger a bit. You feel me? So <laughs> I just I just believe that if if it got Jesus involved in it, it has so much power, you know. Yes. You ever, and I ain't gonna stir us up because I know we gotta get out of here. But <laughs> you ever you ever been in like driving a car and um you about to get in an accident and you just say, Jesus. Mm. You know, you just you just shout it out real quick. That's a form of a prayer. That's a form of communication. You might just say one word, but you're really saying, God, I need you to protect me right now. I don't know what's about to happen. But I need you to protect me. It might be one word, but there's yes. so much in that one word. So, like, when people say little prayer, little power, or much prayer, much power, I just believe that if it has to do with Jesus, trust me, it's going to do exactly what it's supposed to do, you know? Mm. Sometimes we might not even have the words to say. The Bible also says the Spirit intercedes for us, you know? Yes. We're not, we might not even have, we don't, we, sometimes, even unbelievers, you know, you might... They might be like, I don't know how you you ever heard have somebody say, I don't know how to pray. Or I don't know what to say. You know that give God so much joy. Mm -hmm. Because it's the fact that they want to say something to Jesus, but they don't know how to come humbly before him. Or they don't know how to even start. But you know, he hears the heart, you know. He hears what you're trying to say. The Bible, he knows your heart. He know what's the words that you're trying to conjure up to say, but you don't know how to say it. Or it might not be the way religious folks supposed to think uh, prayer is supposed to sound like or feel like. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying prayer is prayer. You know, it, ha it has the power to do whatever you want to say. You say loose here, it's going to loose. You mm. know, that's a prayer right there. You say uh, get up and walk, they're going to get up and walk. You know, so... We, it's just all about the faith behind the prayer and what you're asking and things like that. So that's my that's my two cents on prayer. Prayer is just communication. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, <clears throat> yes, I, I'm big on that and big on helping people in that area, because once again, our mind, we've, we've been so programmed for this and so programmed for that. And like you said earlier, God is doing a new thing now. Like he's doing a new thing now in the way we look at everything pertaining to him. And we have to be on board now 
on yeah. what that looks like because it's going to be different. And the word is not different, but how we do things and how we reach people and how we bring people to him is going yes. to be different. And it's going to take people like you and people like me who are not afraid to stand in that different look and yeah. to be bold and to be confident. And like you said, being around um, people and stepping into places that we didn't think we would be in or didn't imagine that it would look like this. Like we don't know. And, and that's the one thing that I love about this season and that I am learning to be, you know, I always say it, be comfortable in the uncomfortable because we can't be comfortable anymore and win the souls that God wants us to win. We just can't. Right. Um, and we can't do it the way we used to do it. I mean, it just... It, it just won't. And I mean, and COVID was, <laughs> you know, proof of that and how yeah. our now changing is definitely proof of that. And so, so I, you know, it just, we just got to be ready. Like we got to be ready like right now. And I guess that is why I heard that word now because um, we just have to. So but I thank you. And before we go, I always, and I can't even see your face because we're black. This is my favorite part of uh, my podcast interview. I always give people a Bible trivia question. And I love seeing their uh -oh. face when I say <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lord. God be with me. <laughs> what you say, God? You better take the real. I love doing this, and I I hate that, uh, y'all. I can't see his face stuff that happen, but um, yeah. And I went. I was like, and I always try to find something pertaining to what the person does. And so, since you are a music person, the question is uh, around music. And so, it's multiple choice, and it's okay. Like this is one of those things and I do this, well, I do it just for the enjoyment, but I also, there yeah. is a reason behind it because the next time, or if you ever come across this, you will always remember me first and foremost, and you'll remember this interview. So yes, but, uh, but it's also to teach us because, hey, guess what? I need to learn this Bible is so big and there's so much in it. And so this is another way for me to, to learn some Bible. So, but anyway, here's the question, multiple choice. And it's only one, no judgment here. Cause I don't listen. We will never know this whole thing. But anyway, so <laughs> how many different types of musical instruments are mentioned in Psalms 150? And this in the in the King James Bible, it says, so is it A, which is four, B is 10, C is six, or D is seven? Once again, how many different types of musical instruments are mentioned in Psalms 150? Four, 10, six, or seven? Mm. I'm gonna, Lord. I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say four. 
Oh, it's seven. You picked oh the first one. It was God. the last one. It's seven. But <laughs> so guess what? Now, whenever you come across Psalms 150, you're going to remember this interview and you're going to remember that question. How many instruments were mentioned? It's seven. So, but I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rail, for taking this time. Please, no, last you. two. Yes, last two things. Um, please tell everyone how they can connect with you, how they can follow you, how they can support you, how they can get your songs, your music, your social media, what you got coming up. Like, I believe in sharing it all. Um, so I want you to do that first. And then any lasting words, whatever you want to share, um, with my audience, anything that you want to share with the people. And so please, um, yeah. So, okay. So my social media, um, you guys can follow me on Facebook at Terrell Humphrey. That's T E R R E L L's two, two R's, two E's, two L's. And then it's Humphrey H U M P H R E Y. And then you'll see my name and then you'll see Rel the worshiper under it. Then you guys can follow me on Instagram at Real the Worshipper, which is R E L L, the Worshipper with two P's. Um, you guys can follow me on that. And then I have some music on. I got a song called Break Free, and then I have a song called I Still Believe in You on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, YouTube. You name it, it's on there um and then i'll have a new song coming out for you guys this summer um called speak life so you guys can look out for that and then um i would just say just be on the lookout and pray for me guys i'm, I'm on a new journey and uh i'm about to step into to some new territory so uh god is god is of course he'll go before me um so i just ask that you guys keep on supporting me keep on sending the love and i'm i'll be faithful to send it back to you um and then if i could share something um, just go for it. You know, whatever it is that you've been praying for, asking for, fasting for, the Bible says faith without work is dead. So he, he just waiting for a step from you. You know, once you'll step, he'll open the door. Mm. If you don't step, he won't open it. So just go for it. Believe God for it. Trust God for it. Let his hand be on it. Um, and just go after your dreams. It's never too late, you know, and that's for young and old. It's never too late to pursue what you want to pursue. So I just want you guys to just be encouraged by that um, and trust God, you know, hold on to his unchanging hand. Um, and I love you guys. I thank you guys for attending. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me on this show. Um, and I just pray that the hand of God is on this show and that your brand and your um, business just begin to expand beyond the capacity you thought it was ever going to expand. So um, I believe that for you and I love you so much. And I pray you have an amazing Saturday. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you so much. And we actually have um, I'm gonna call it out because <laughs> this this is actually um pre-recorded and will air at a later time. So I want Rail's mom momager to come on. She's been here, she's been sitting here quietly, she is typing things in, and so Come on off of mute, mama, and just whatever you want to share. I'm going to include, because guess what? This is a family affair. So come on off of mute <laughs> and give us some words. Hello, my queen. Hello, my sister. Before we go out of here. She said, 
uh, Rails Cash app is dollar sign <laughs> Rail one thirty eight. I'm gonna say it on there for you, and I'll make sure when I drop it that I put that in the chat because guess what? We all know it takes money to make things happen. So I know that's right. But what you want to say, Mama? I'm gonna be quiet before we get on out. Of here. What you want to say? <laughs> Not much. I just been over here. God bless you, first of all, for <clears throat> this platform and this opportunity. I just pray God to just to just take you higher and expand this thing across nations because we need to have a safe place to speak freely, to share our testimonies, to just speak on the goodness of Jesus and just talk about the great things that God is doing. So bless you for that. God bless you for having my son, um, Rail the Worshipper, on here today. Um, I've been in the background. They laughing at me because I've been preach, speak. I've been over here having me a good time. Okay. And um, yeah, so I'm just so proud of my son and how you just speak so well and, and, and articulate what God is doing that all can understand. Yeah. Um, and his words that I may use, and I love how he has his authenticity of delivery because things that I probably would have said one thing for, because I'm so verbal, um, he just broke that thing down in simplicity. And so I just love it. I love it. I love it. And I have had a great time here today. I didn't know if this was aired. I just clicked the link and came on in. <laughs> so, so my son can know that I'm always supporting, even in the background. Um, so thank you, sis. Uh, we love you and we honor God for you. Um, thank you, thank you son, Rel, for just sharing all that you shared today. We overcome by the words of our testimony. And when you always talk about that season of the wilderness, I get emotional because I was there. I saw it. I witnessed it. I walked through it with you. And so when I hear you speak about the things that you experienced and endured, you're getting more and more bold in talking about it. And so be free. Be free and just let God use you as he see fit. So I'm so proud. I'm just godly proud of you and glad to be here today. So I love you guys love and you God too. bless. <laughs> Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, he. I, I tell you, I um, I just had chills the whole time because I'm so serious. Like, I literally had two questions written that I told, look, that was all I had. And all I said, who is Terrell? And... At, and what the, the word now? That was it. Usually I have three, four cards of questions. And so this was definitely God inspired because I literally My like, I told him at the beginning before you came on. I just heard the word now. And that was yes. it. And yes. God gave me nothing else. And so I literally said that and the question in the in the Bible trivia question. Those were the only things I had, and everything that he said was just also encouragement and inspiration for me. And so, yeah, I, I love it, and I love and exactly you are to be 
right where you are jumping on here. She said, I'll make sure my son, all right, let me see. Make sure this is going to be where it's supposed to be. <laughs> I know that's right. I ain't mad at you, sis. You better know that's right. And so, but y'all, I thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker. And y'all know what I always say. I'm out. Deuces, and I will see y'all on the next episode. Lord, put your prayers up, prayers up, yeah, prayers up. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up, prayers up, prayers up.